welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello, this is Charles Kelly. Welcome to UK Property Talk. This week, I want to talk about holiday home backlash in many parts of the UK. This is a backlash against all of the holiday homes and Airbnb and holiday let homes that are being converted and created in many uh, coastal beauty spots. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about the stock market this week. Now, you might say, well, how does the stock market affect property market? But it does affect uh, investment. It does affect confidence and it does affect people's ability to, to go out and buy property. So markets in, in the US in the first six months of 2022 have suffered their, their, their worst six monthly uh, first half performance in 50 years. Uh, the the, the S&P 500 down 20%. The NASDAQ, is, which is more of the tech heavy types of stocks, is down over 30%, which is it's, it's more like almost like a crash, but maybe a correction. Now, a lot of people are, are predicting that the markets are going to crash. So if, if your money is sitting in the markets at the moment, you need to perhaps talk to your uh, investment advisor. But what I've found is that when markets do, uh, do, do crash, when stock markets crash, then property is, is not long behind because money kind of does, does seem to dry up. Lenders get nervous. Uh, you know, there's less investment going into the economy. Uh, I mean, even yesterday they were saying here, city summer jobs cull looms as London stock market floats dry up. That means there are going to be less people, uh, less less companies floating or raising money on the stock market. <clears throat> so jobs in the city could dry up. And that's just another lot of people that then will not be able to, 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 to fund property purchases. Time is running out to save the economy, BCC boss warns. Um, uh, a bit of good news here. London house price is slow, but uh, still grows slightly. Uh, yeah, we, we see that the London property market is slowing, but uh, there's still a bit of growth there. Uh, you know, so that, that's not particularly bad news, but London is London. You know, London will, will always be there. Uh, London, you know, even if things are down, there'll always be jobs, there'll always be activity and financial activity in London. But house builder stocks are down. House builder and consumer stocks lead the fall in, in stock market. I've been talking about stock market for the last few weeks, I know, but, you know, I know I'm supposed to be talking about property here, but it, we're all interlinked, you know, everything is interlinked and house builders raise money on the stock markets as well. And it, the, the city and, and Wall Street and all these companies employ, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions indirectly. So it does affect things. But let's look at the, uh, the, the main topic of today, which is holiday homes. Now, there's been a lot of courses out there teaching people what's called serviced accommodation or holiday let as a strategy, because there's no doubt about it, it is more profitable than just doing a standard buy to let. I've done um, serviced accommodation a few years ago. I Personally, I didn't like it. I got a bit fed up with it. It's just more hassle, but it did definitely boost income that the rents were higher uh, and, and people had 
less rights to stay there. So you didn't have that that hassle of, of uh, you know, evictions and that sort of thing. People came in and went for a certain amount of time. And I used Airbnb and I got my money from them. So they were paying on a credit card. So I didn't have to collect any rents. But I just found it a little bit more hassle than, than normal. And also I found that as competition grew, that the, 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 the above average rents that I was getting actually came down a bit. And I was having to provide more and more services to achieve the same rent. But it's definitely a strategy that people have used to their advantage. And I see lots of courses on SA service accommodation. But um, now this came out on a BBC report, actually. It's not just anecdotal evidence, but a BBC have actually done a report on this. I think it was on the radio the other day, and it's in, in the news, that a number of holiday let properties have, have increased by 40% in coastal regions. And, and these are people buying properties, turning them into holiday lets, um, maybe getting it managed locally or whatever. Uh, but, you know, the, the local communities in places like Norfolk, Devon, Cornwall, Scarborough are, are noticing the difference. And some English councils are proposing a ban on, on these types of properties. This is the BBC report. And this is not a new subject. I mean, um, you know, in the 1970s, we heard about uh, English properties being burned down by by Welsh nationalists because they didn't like English people having holiday homes there. So there's nothing new about this. And and people in Cornwall have long been complaining about uh, yuppies coming down from the city, driving down in their Range Rovers to spend the weekend in their holiday homes and squeezing out the locals. But they do forget that Cornwall and, and Devon was once were once depressed areas. They didn't have any jobs. You know, nobody wanted to go there. And then suddenly they became trendy partly with the royals and that's sort when of, suddenly people realized there were a lot of cheap properties down there. So they went down and bought them and used them as nice little holiday homes. Well, well now people are getting into the market of Airbnb lets and that sort of thing. So uh, some, some tourists of areas have just literally become saturated with Airbnbs. And there was a lady, uh, a resident of Scarborough that said she's lived in the area for 50 years and she's never known anything like it. You know, nearly all of her streets, she said out of 20 houses in her street, I think 18 of them were now holiday home let. So the town was becoming a bit of a ghost town. There was no local community anymore. You couldn't go out and talk to people in the street because there were just people coming and going. And of course, in, in certain times of the year, there's nothing going on because uh, it's, it's a seasonal type of business. And, and she's really fed up. And she said one of her neighbors has just moved out after 30 years. She still she'll never go back. The area is, is not the same again. Uh, a councillor in Brighton was was interviewed and said now that there are 3,500 Airbnb properties advertised in this popular beach resort on the, on the South Coast. And, and, and she is proposing a ban on these. She wants a planning ban on, on, on this type of activity. So it, it's becoming a bit of a problem uh, as it's still a, it's still a good strategy. And, and, and bear in mind that a lot of service accommodation is not concentrated on, on coastal towns. It is actually in cities. Mine was in a city and it was based on people coming to stay for short term, to, to live to, to, to live short term while they're working in places like Elstree Studios, where there was a need for people who were coming and going. There was a need for short term accommodation for short term seasonal and, and short term employment. So that was that reason. But <clears throat> what, what I'm saying is not all service accommodation is, 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 is uh, situated in coastal and, and holiday spots. So let, let's get that one out of the way, uh, first of all. Uh, but it, it's still, you know, some councils, a London council restrict 
how much, how many days a property can, I think it's 180 days a year that a property can be used as an Airbnb. Because we've seen in London, lots of blocks of flats become like hotels with people coming and going in the night, dragging these big suitcases, generally causing disruption and bringing down the, 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 you know, the overall tone of a, of a nice block where you know, perhaps things are not looked after so well, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about getting into this? Are, are you thinking that um, perhaps you, you want to get into the holiday let market? I don't know. Is it, is it something you're considering? Well, before you do that, here are, I think, at least four things you should consider before you, you get into the, the, that, that market. Well, first of all, I think you should have some training uh, and, and, and get to know what, how to, to do this, this strategy. Because it's not just as easy as just saying, well, I'm going to use my buy-to-let property and now convert it into to a holiday let situation. So here are four things you need to consider other than getting some training. First of all, the lender. If you've got a mortgage, um, have a look at your mortgage, read the terms of your mortgage. And you'll probably find that if it's a buy-to-let mortgage, it's restricted to certain types of tenancies. You know, AST tenancies, six months let or more. So the lender does, does not, a buy-to-let lender does not want you just using your property for holiday lets uh, because it, it, it changes the whole dynamics of, of the type of lending that they've they've been into. So you, you've got to you have got to look at that uh, that 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 strategy in terms of the, the lender. Uh, so, so is your mortgage suitable to do holiday lets? If not, you maybe need to to refinance. Uh, and certainly, if you're building a property or converting a property, think about the lender. Is 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 the lender allowing this type of strategy? Secondly, is is HMRC the tax? The tax situation on the holiday let is different from a buy to let. So you, you've got to consider that as well. Uh, there are some advantages. You should get tax relief on your mortgage, but but it's a different setup uh, completely from, from buy to let. So don't just, you know, just do it and then, you know, think about it later. Make sure you've got all your ducks in a row, first of all. The next thing to consider is the insurance aspect. Again, the insurance dynamics change changes on a holiday let. It might be empty for longer. There's people coming and going. It might be looked after in the same way. So your insurance uh, provider needs to know what's going on because otherwise, you know, if you have a claim, if the house, God forbid, burns down or you have a major damage and then they start looking into the type of tenancy you've got, the type of letting that you're doing, they may not pay out. They can say, well, no, you, you've broken the terms of your insurance. And, and they would be right to to question that because the risk could be, much higher on a, on a holiday let, and uh, so, so that's that's definitely um, one, one the the third thing you, you need to consider. So, so the main things are lender, HMRC, and insurance. But but overall, the overarching thing is that you should get some training in this market so that you you don't trip over yourself and and get into to trouble. Now, if you if you want some property training. There are, there are, I'll put some courses up on my on my link here on on the notes here. Uh, there's a beginner property course early next week, so so do join that if you want some property, and they will be covering this type of strategy as well. Uh, so so think about that before you get into anything like this. Uh, as as with any property, I think whether you're going going into buy to let, uh, buy refurbish, or or deal packaging where you can you know, literally make money in property without any of your own money, without having any investment at all, uh, do, t- do take some training. I put some very useful training up run by friends of mine um, and, and 
and and a lot of these these initial seminars and webinars are are two hour free webinars and seminars so that will give you a flavor for it and decide whether this is for you or not because there's a lot of things to consider especially with service accommodation you're virtually running like a a b and b hotel and and especially if you're doing it from afar you need to know how to set that up so that you know you're not chasing your tail and and running around you know, doing your own cleaning and, and changing the beds and that sort of thing. You've got to get it set up properly. And there are experts have done this so you can learn from their experience, learn from their mistakes as well. So I'll put that up there uh, and sorry about my throat at the moment, but I'll put that up, put the link up there uh, for that because definitely property is, is a good investment in the long term. Uh, you, you can use other people's money. You can borrow money to, to invest in property and long term, even though I think prices are a bit high at the moment and could come down long term, they, they, they always go up and it's always been a good investment for me. So thanks for listening. Uh, wherever you are, uh, do, do check out that free training and uh, you know, don't just jump into things. Do, do get the right training and, and, and get, get the right knowledge before you go out and, and pour your money into any property deal. Thanks for listening. This is Charles Kelly. Check out my YouTube channel, Charles Kelly Money Tips Podcast. Like, share, subscribe and all that sort of stuff so that it helps the algorithms and, and spreads the word. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 